Today's Mesila Yesharim is in Refua Shelema for Levana Bat Vivian Haya. Mezat Hashem, she's the Kuka for Harber Rahme Shamaim. And we have a rule, Afilu Cherev Hadam Munahat al Sevaroshel Adam, even when all seems to be very, very difficult. Al Yimna Atzmomin al Hamim. Mezat Hashem and the Zechut of the Limud HaTorah de Rabim. She should have. Okay, so we were holding here in the 21st Perek of Mesirah Isharim, which is how a person is able to acquire Midat Hasidut. I just want to bring out a few very fundamental points that are coming out from the words of the Mesirah Sishar. First of all, the Mesirah Isharim began that it's impossible for a person to reach any level of piety and for that respect any real levels in Avodah Hashem without acquiring two very fundamental foundations in his Avodah. One of them is Yilat Shamayim and one of them is Ahavat Hashem. So we spoke out from the Silai Sharim that in Yilat Shamayim it's not enough just to think about and to contemplate and to feel the great exaltedness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person also has to feel the distance that he has between him and Hashem, the weakness of human being. I saw it brought down in the Mesilai Sharim of Rabbi Matasio Solomon. He has Devadin. He printed it. He brings down over there from Rabbi Rucham. That when we say every day in davening that Hashem answers all tefilot, Karov Hashem lechol koreav, lechol asher yikra'u be'emet. It has to be a true prayer. True prayer means that you understand and you mock here the weakness and the smallness of the human being, that's the way your tefillah get answered. Many times we're praying for different things. We want to get married, we want to have, we have different things that we have to pray for all the time. All these things, right? And there's a guarantee that if you pray to Hashem, Hashem will answer. But there's a condition. It has to be a real tefillah. And this is one of the inyonim that go into a real tefillah. Now, there's a question that needs to be addressed. The Mesil Sisharim over here says that if a person wants to acquire Avas Hashem, as we've spoken in previous Vadan, that first, obviously, a person has to come to Yiras Hashem. Because first he has to realize that he has no control over his life, and he deserves nothing. And from that perspective and that point of view, a person is able to realize the chasadim that Hashem does for him and for Klal Yisrael constantly, right? And that's a, that's a motivation, that's an inspiration to provoke the feelings of Avas Hashem, focusing on what you get from Hashem and the love that Hashem has towards us. Question is that Masil Zisharim in Parakut Test said that that's not really the level of Avas Hashem. Avas Hashem means that a person should not think about what Hashem does for him, because then it's an ava teluya It's not a real ava. The ava that we have to develop to Hashem is like avas ben lo'aviv, a natural feeling of love, not dependent on external things. And over here, the Mesir Hashem says, if you want avas Hashem, you have to think about all the unbelievable chesed that Hashem does for you. So it seems to be a contradiction. So, again, I saw by Ramatisho, he answers this question, very important question, he answers it, and he says that 
Over here in Perichopalov, we're talking about how to get to Hasidus. How to build yourself. When you're on the bottom of the ladder, you're not able yet to feel the natural love to Hashem. You're not there yet. So what do you got to do? You have to focus on the things that Hashem gives to you. Once you build yourself and you become a true Hasid, which is being discussed in Perik, you test what real Hasidus is, then the level of love that you have to get to is the level of love that is more a natural love. So that's the second point I saw over there. Okay? Now, there's another point that he brings out, which I think is also very fundamental. I was able this morning to sit in the shul by Rabbi Shoshan, and I found Rabbi Matisio Sefer there, so I saw some very beautiful insights that I want to share with you. So he says, one of the things that Masil Sesharm says of acquiring Hasidus is by saying Tehillim. What is Tehillim? Let me just give you a little background. So there's a Chazal, Nefesh Achayim brings this Chazal, unbelievable Chazal. Now the reason why the Nefesh Achayim brings this Chazal is because the Nefesh Achayim and Shad Dalid has a whole uh, idea of explaining what Torah Lishma is. And he explains that Torah Lishma means that we have to break our heads to understand the will of Hashem. Understand the learning. In order to keep it and to, to connect with Hashem. But he brings out that there's another opinion about Torah Lishma means that we learn Lishma, we learn Torah to be Dovak Bashem. Which means to develop a love and an attachment to Hashem. And the Nefesh Chaim argues with that point in Lishma, I'm not going into that whole sugya. But he proves it, one of his proofs is that David HaMelech said, he davened to Hashem that Hashem should consider Reading Tehillim like one who learns Negoyim Ve'oyalos. So you see that what Nefesh Achayim is proving from there is because if the Indian of learning was to develop a certain attachment and a feeling towards Hashem, for sure Tehillim is better. Tehillim speaks about Hashem as opposed to Bab Metziah. So if the Iker mile of learning was coming to Dvekis, then for sure Learning Tehillim should have been better. But Dovin HaMelech was asking that it should be considered like the Goyim Voyalis. So obviously, as far as Limur HaTar is concerned, the Goyim Voyalis is better. That's Nefesh HaChai. But I just want to bring out a point. So Dovin HaMelech asked that learning, reading Tehillim should be like Negaim Ve'ohalot. Which means that Tehillim is also a facet of learning. Because if I had no Shaykhs to learning, then you can't make a comparison. It follows, it has to have a shaykhist to learning. What sugya are you learning when you read Tehillim? So you're learning the sugya of Devekis Ba'ashem and Yerushalayim. That's the sugya you're learning. If a person, we don't, you're not supposed to just read Tehillim. It's not read Tehillim, that's not, it's an Indian, it's not nothing. It's, uh, words of, uh, Ruach HaKodesh, Kisveik Suvim. But really the Ike Indian of Tehillim is to actually learn a sugya of Devekis. And learn the sugi of Yerushalayim and to understand the, the messages that David HaMelech is saying and to connect. So it's an Indian of Limud. It's not just Shiraz Kitishbachas. It's also a Limud. Otherwise you wouldn't be able to medamit it to. But the Masil Sashar says in Akdama that people think Hasidus is saying Tehillim. And they're making a mistake that's not really Hasidus. And over here, in Perachabalev, Masil Sashar is saying that you should use Tehillim as one of the vehicles by which to become a chassid. So the answer, I think, is simple. Is the point that 
the Mesilas Hasharim himself, if you look at the Lashem, is mashma that people think the whole Indian of Hasidus is going to a mikveh in the cold ice water and saying Tehillim means they misunderstand what the Hasidus is. It doesn't mean that one prat in Hasidus is not Tehillim. One of the pratim in it is. Because since Tehillim brings a person to the Vekas Basha, so it's a prat, it's not the whole thing. That's the Chayyot Apashat answer. Ramat Yisrael says something similar, but he says a little different. He says people think that Hasidus is Amiras Tehillim. Just saying Tehillim. But that's not what Hasidus is. Because Hasidus is a point of connecting with Hashem. is living with his boiners, which I'm going to say again there in a minute. It's a his boiners. It's living with Hashem. So if you learn Tehillim, then Avada has a chelik of Hasidus. Because it's learning Avas Hashem, Yiris Hashem. It's opening up the feelings of connection to Hashem. So Avada is a chelik between Amiris Tehillim and limutel. But I have to explain this a little bit deeper. You see, because basically, I want to tell you a big chedish. We know in the world of our senses, in the world of our desires, in the world of our ritzonot, right? We know the klal is, ayin ro'eh, the eye sees, the halev homed, and the heart has a desire which develops feelings which motivates a person and gives him the push to go after his typhus and overcome the challenges that stand in the way between him and reaching his typhus, right? There's a process called Ayin Ro'er Lev Homet. Okay? Now, that means to really touch your emotions and feelings and to connect with something and want it, you have to have Ayin Ro'er Lev Homet because you need to have Chush, something that you can sense, Right? The problem with Yiris Hashem and Avas Hashem is we don't sense it, right? So, but we have to get to that point where the lave, we're trying to create a new heart. And the heart of man in general wants Gashmias. Heart of man wants Taivas. That's what the heart of man wants. The heart of man is, is what the essence of human being is. So like we said yesterday, a guy looks at something that all he needs is a, is a trigger. Once he has a trigger, it opens up the valves of his heart and he has the feelings, right? We're trying to create a new heart. We're trying to create a heart that when you see a fancy house like the one we're sitting in right here in Arizona, it doesn't excite you. It's a house, you live in it. But you want to see something that is in your Shemayim that will make you excited. Yeah, but you have to use the visual. You have to use the Ayn Ro'ed Lev Homet. So Dabr Melech. Since he lived life, it's the story of his life. Tehillim is the story of his life. And you see the way he responds to things, you see the way he perceives things, you see the way he, he, he develops life in Sefer Tehillim. What he's doing for us is creating a visual of how to perceive things in life and how to see Rabbi Shalom in life and how to have connection with Hashem, which is opening up the hergish of a person. That's what's so fundamental about Sefer Tehillim, which is a very, very, is an endless amount of Barmakoyimahs that speak about the importance of Tehillim. So obviously, if you read a lot, you're not going to know it's fine. But if a person, I once saw, I, I, I used to do this Hanhaga, I once saw when I was a young Bachar, in a Sefer, a very Chosh of a Sefer, that there's an Indian to read the, the Perek of Tehillim of your age. So if you're 18, you read Perek Yudchet. 19, Perek Yudchet. Right? Whatever your age is, 
the entire year to read that chapter of Tehillim. And I think it's an unbelievable thing. I used to do it. I, I should get back into it. But I did it for many years. And what's unbelievable is the first time you, you're breaking your teeth. Second time, after two, three weeks, you already become familiar with the words because you're saying the same words over and over. And then you start to look at Mepharshim. And then you start to, you know, maybe you'll start with the English first if you need that. And then by the time two, three, four months comes in, that's your parak. You understand? So instead of taking on a, a, a thing to retail them every day, it's nice, it's good, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you're just mumbling through it. If you could take a parak, whatever your age is, and say, that's my parak. That's my parak. And then you connect through that pedic. I remember once we had a story with my diamond. Um, there was a woman, she was not learned at all in anything. You know, she could barely read. And her husband was very sick. So my diamond told her, I want you to take this specific pedic. It was one pedic he gave her. He said, just do that one over and over and over. That will become your, your pedic. Learn it, understand it, read it. That's your pedic. You don't have to sit there by your husband's bedside and read hundreds of different pedakim. You read this one over and over, because the main thing is to connect with Dovr HaMelech is saying. So to connect, you have to learn it. To learn it, so I think it's a good idea if anybody wants to do that. It doesn't take so much time. To take the parak of their age, and to do that over and over and over and over, until the end, then the next year you take a new one. And you do it with the English and the Pirushim, and you can actually connect. Because Tehillim is something that's not shy. I mean, if I, I can sit here, I'm not a Segulist type of guy, but the Segulist that are brought down about Tehillim from Kadmonim is English Shaya. You know, from the beginning till the end, whatever everybody says on it, there's Marmikayim is from here till the end. But in what, what the Mesil Sasharim is saying, the point, the lumnus, you know, I'm a lumnus man. So in the lumnus is that if a person uses Sefer Tehillim to become Dovuk Pashem, so you have a connection with the Rabbi Shalom. If you have a connection with the Rabbi Shalom, that's already going to help you with all the challenges in life. Um, I just want to say another two points, if we have a few minutes here. Yehuda, we're good. A couple of few points over here. And Masil Sasharim, unbelievable things. First of all, he says, another point that Masil Sasharim says is that a person should learn Sipure Tzadikim. Whether it's Agadis and Shas, stories in Shas and Midrashim, or stories about Gedoilim, and the Rabdan Segel's uh, Masil Sasharim, he brings down Hanhaga that a lot of the Gidolim used to do, like Stipler Friday night, he used to sit with his kids, tell them Sipure Tzadikim. Our big Indian that Sipure Tzadikim is something that motivates people to grow. Now, I have to explain this because a lot of people learn Sipure Tzadikim and they get hurt from it. Because first of all, a lot of times the books, they make it as if the Tzadik was born like that. He was born a tzaddik, so he's reading about a malach. How does that inspire me, you know? He was born a malach. I'm not born a malach and finished. That's number one. Then you have people that try to copycat. Gidolim, because they read books and they try to behave like them. Usually younger bachur, they try that, and then they fall on their face after a while, and then they get disheartened, and they become, forget about it, I can never make it. So that's not what the Masil Sashar means. The point of the Masil Sashar is that, and especially to learn about Gidolim, from our generation, people that were regular people and built themselves. They became something. Now, not necessarily you're going to become what they became because you have to become what you need to become. But you can be inspired that human beings have built in themselves 
unbelievable kochot that if you put your head to it, you can become something. And you could also learn methods. Whether it was one gadol, he was very careful to say the truth. So truth was the driving factor that brought him to his greatness, let's say, for example. So in your life, you could take that lumdis and put it in your life to a small degree, and you found a path, a path that could work to bring to godless. The point is to grow. So that's the second Indian that the Messiah Sisharim says about growth. Again, what we're learning again and again and again, and I think it's the same lumdis. The Sipur Tzadikim is the same lumdis, because the point is, a story is a visual. Okay? This, I think, is a key point that we have to get clear. We are trying to become something in life. So it's not enough to have concepts. Concepts are not going to help. It has to be real. Only real things talk to us, speak to us. So we're trying to make visuals. We're trying to make reality. So Dabra Melech is a story. It's a story of his life. It's his reactions. Sipur Tzadikim is the story of their lives. When they had Nisayinus, how they dealt with it, and whatever, etc., etc. You may not have the same Nisayin as them, but it's a story. Stories are always the right way to get emuna. And Yira and Avas Hashem, the Ramban really says that. The Ramban says that the Bereshit is all full of stories. The purpose of Sefer Bereshit is to acquire emuna. Emuna goes through a story. It's a whole lumdis, but the basic idea is that when you see something being lived in a real way, that's what makes it. So that's a, so again, we have to invest. No one's going to make life, you're going to become big in life, expect it to come down their chimney into their fireplace and all about it. It's there, you know, like that guy who comes down and drops presents. En kazem musag in oil You have to work. Chayav adam. But he's giving you the skills how to make the work. Now, last point I want to bring out, which I think is a very important point. The Seals Hashem says that something that blocks somebody from becoming a chassid is teardus. Life has a tremendous amount of teardus. You know, when you, it's a shame when you're bochum, you have no teardus, but then you don't want to use life the right way because you have other distractions. And then when you finally mature and settle down, you want to grow, all of a sudden you find that you have a tremendous amount of teardus. You have shalom bayis, you have panosa, you have a million things to do. Teardus. So teardus is mafsideh as achasidus. The question is, then how could you say a teardus is a mafsid? Mafsid means it's a, it's a, it's part of yavoyde. You have to work with it, right? You have to, you, in mitzis, to become anything in life, you need time and quiet and menuchsa nefesh to think. If you don't think, you can't build your heart. Yeah? Again, like I told you, you have to build your heart. You have to change your heart. To build your heart, you need to have time. You need to have space. You need to have menuchsa nefesh. You have to think, right? You have to think. That's one of the big, big, big destructions of the phone. One of the biggest destructions of the phone. Forget about all the arayas and all the garbage that the phone has to offer. That's, of course, not to make take that away. But even if a person, lu yitzuya, I don't think it's shaykh and mitzis, but lu yitzuya, a person, taka has a... Uh, a kosher iPhone. It's a, it's a bunch of baloney anyway, but that's the bottom line. If you want to see Arias, you'll see Arias with a brick wall in front of you too. You understand? Maybe if you have Moshe Cohen watching your phones, Ulai, you can be saved. But bottom line is, the destruction and the damage and the, it, it's not shy. I mean, we can speak for hours about the damage of cell phones. Damage. 
And it's something that should be spoken about because all these gedarim that they put in front of Bochrim or Avrechim or Balabatim, they don't really, really changing a person. They're not really fixing the problem. We have to fix the problem. We live in a bad society full of tumor and we have to fix the problem. But I'm not going into that whole thing right now. But, but one very, very important point with the phone is that it just doesn't let you think. It's 24-7 things going on there. That's even with the fig phone. So you can put these fig phones because you want to go into Shaduchim, you know. I know all the scams, you know, they want to make believe like that Sadiqim the Hasidim the right? It's all scams. But anyway, I'm not talking about that. And I don't want to reveal to the public all that goes on in the world. But the point is... Even if a guy has the kosher fig phone, would you stop with the phone, Henry, please? The fig phone, you see? So the thing has every app in the world. It's also very, not yours. You have the flip one. I'm not talking about that one. That's a good one. But the ones that have all the apps, you can just, you know, okay, so it's a small phone or whatever it is. At the end of the day, understand? People that have been there and done that, like we have Saida here and others, that have been there and done that and changed over from one world to another, will testify. You don't have to listen to the rabbi, because the rabbis always say religious things, so maybe they don't know what they're talking about, right? So we can bring people that can testify who've been in the world of the, of the regular, of the smartphones, who went to the world of kosher phones, and they will tell you that they became more normal people. Their brain spaces are more normal. Menuchas hanefesh. Menuchas hanefesh is the, and, and to be able to think, that's a very important thing in Avayi Hashem. You have to be able to think. You have to create your life. You have to create your mind and your heart, right? So of course, we can't do things that kill us, that destroy us. When people have big ideas to become multimillionaires, and they have to be mashkir, that koiches in business 24-7, they can't think. So of course, that's posh. you got to get rid of all these things in life that take you down. But the Masil Sharm is mashma. Any tirdis and tirchas in life is part of mafsideh chasidus. But what should I do? It's life. i got to make a living. i got to take care of my wife and kids. How can you call that mafsideh? That's life. That's not nisyonis. Nisyonis other things, right? So you see a big side of Masil Sharm. Masil Sharm is teaching us that the standard tirdis in life don't have to destroy your mind and heart. It's how you take it. That means if let's say a person acquired bitachin, which we'll talk about in later vaden, if a person has bitachin, so he's not stressed out from it, he has a much bigger menuchas hanefesh. You understand? So how you take the terdus in life is subjective. What you do with it, how it how it consumes you, that's the avoid that a person has. Like, of course, you have a wife. A wife is a terdus. Parnas is a tirda, chinuch is a tirda. So, but what what you do with those tirdas, if they how they take you over and don't leave you space for avoiding, that's the question. And then in a different vein, not today, because I know you're in a schedule here. I will explain to you how the actual tirdas itself will become a chelik of your avoiding Sasha. when you approach it as a, uh, an understanding of ashkacha pratis that your world that was given to you with all your tears is, is to develop you and develop your connection with Hashem. So then we will turn your whole world into a world of avoida. That's what the Masil Zasharim is saying. The Masil Zasharim is saying, 
Tirdus, the way you deal with Tirdus is a mafsidei chasidus. Not the chefts of Tirdus. The chefts of Tirdus can be dealt with in a way that you can still grow. So I think those are very, very important points we covered today. We're going to stop here for today.